I sponsor right. a bottle and we go head to head for five minutes and it's like, you bring yours. Like, like Shaq was saying, you bring yours. Right. And I'll bring mine. And right. like, we fucking battle it out. Right. And like, you have your bookers fucking chew. I bring something and it's like, let's go. The only, the only weird part of that, um, was when, when Shaq said, have you ever tried Shaq sauce? And I, for a moment, I thought like, oh, he really has a Shaq sauce. sauce. That would be so, because how good would that have been if he had brought that like, out? Yeah, like Shaq Fu, like has his own shit. I know, I know. You've never seen this before. I made it just for this show. Like he has all the money. He could do that. But then to, he was so like lazy. He was just like, I'm going to pour this on like a child. Like, and I was like, yeah, he's that's done. gross. Yeah, he's done. Um. Welcome back, folks, to March Madness, a.k.a. The Big Dance, a.k.a. The Exploitation of Young Men of Color. This year, we're bringing you extended coverage, coverage so extensive it's not even basketball anymore. That's right. Join your loyal Dullard and Dazzling Diana, Tony from the Bronx, and more as they take you game by game through this exciting tournament known as the Snack Bracket. And new this year, you, the fans, have even more deciding power over the final winner. You'll be able to vote on both Final Four matchups as well as the championship game. Plus, if you join as a Patreon supporter today, we're giving you the Chicago Special. Your vote counts twice, ayy. All that and more for our supporters at all levels. The Dolcrans, when you're here, you're a snack. So Tony, you and I were just talking about podcasts, and you brought up the oversaturation of the market. Would would you care to uh, speak to your characterization of it? Yeah, I mean, let's be real. I mean, we're talking about podcasts. I know. Serial. Yeah. And you have all these comedians that are out there trying to do their thing, and you try to have these people who think they can talk about education, who think they know what they're talking about. Yep. Uh, there's a sports ones out there. I mean, Shit heck, ton of podcasts. there's food ones too. Shit ton of podcasts. So what are you getting at? Well, so here's my thing about podcasts is like, wait, are we on one though? Is this one? This, this, this is a podcast is about podcasts. So it's like Seinfeld. It, it's, it's kind of about nothing. Well, it's kind of about nothing, but, but there's it's, something, but it's, but it's meta. Was Seinfeld ever meta? Am I having a meta moment right now? I don't think Seinfeld ever Hashtag went Dr. meta. Hashtag Dr. Sue. I love my meta moments. I've, I've been trained at my school. I think... Private school, baby. We, we You pay 51 grand a year to train me. Meta moment. Dr. Sue, please begin. Dr. Sue. Yeah. I, think, I think the only meta moment on, on Seinfeld might have been the Bizarro episode. That one was kind of meta because it showed us the other like alternate this possibility. I don't know. This is but, true. But, but, but without getting to Seinfeld pop on it... Uh, we are on a podcast. Okay. But I, I bring this up because for me, when I hear about podcasts, it's a lot like when I hear people talk about millennials. There's this like couching of like, well, this is what a millennial is. This yeah, is what a podcast blanket is. Stick and don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I'm, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with, with, with having those overarching things. No. But here's my thing. When we talk about television, are we talking about shows that aren't on anymore? When we talk about what's getting the biggest ratings or when we talk about the saturation of the marketplace, yeah. when we talk about channels, are we talking about channels that are dead? Are we talking about shows that are dead? Are you talking about 
WXKP from Cincinnati when you talk about shows? Possibly. I mean, Are you? Well, yeah, it's true. So, so my point, point being, yeah. okay. So my point being, are you aware of how many podcasts there are out there? I'm aware of the top 10 that are out there. I'm aware of friends who listen, who also send in group text messages like, Hey, listen to this, listen to this one, listen to that one. And between the ESPN ones and the CBS right. sports ones, then right. you have the serial ones. Yeah. Right. You have all these right, very right. serious crime ones, food related ones, travel. I mean, there's something out there for everyone, which I think is a great thing, which is a great thing. But at the same time, where do I go? Well, like, but so, I, so, how but do so, I choose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's the thing. There's something like the last study I read, there was over a million podcasts okay. out there. Okay, yeah. Which is obviously a lot of podcasts. Facts. It's probably closer to two, maybe two, five out there now. But, and, and, and if you want to talk about hours of podcasting out there, if you want to talk about episodes of podcasting out there. By hours, you mean time or hours, meaning like time. super dull like ours? Time. Okay. No, no, no. Time. Time. Sorry. Hours, H-O-U-R-S. Um, it's insane. Yeah. It's friggin' insane out there. Yeah. But here's the thing. The, the, the other thing that you look at, if you go even a, a, a centimeter deeper into these studies is that most podcasts die within six months. Why? Why is that, though? Uh, they just, Content, I, style, delivery. They're just losers. They're, I mean, yeah, they're just weak. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. They yeah, just but I, can't. See, here's the thing. I'm hooked on this one. That's what I'm and saying. And it's not biased, but the fact that you had like seven different caller-ins on that one episode with That's you what I'm and saying. Colin. Uh, you have Diana who comes on and she so, talks about such a uh, array of things. I mean, there's a lot of people that come on this one and talk so about different flavors. Is, so the point being, and I, I'm glad you're bringing it up that way. The the point being is that like, obviously look, you're a television show. Yeah. You got to get viewers from your pilot. Absolutely. You have your target to your audience. season finale. Yes. Or yes. you're not getting renewed for season two. Yeah. But in the pod or, or if you're a recording artist, if, if you go gold on the first album, you better go platinum on the second album. Or bust, yeah. Or, yeah, you know, you're your third album, you're looking for a new contract. Yep. But on a podcast, it's all about longevity. It's all about longevity. It's all about consistency. Podcasts are a grind. You got to stay out there and stay on your grind. What do you know I, about I, grinding? Who, who what do you know we, about grinding? I'm fucking grinding over here like Pharrell and the Clips. clips? Grinding. Um, who's talking about cereal in 2019? I haven't heard of people. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. That was a fad. Yeah. I just went. It's fad. See you later. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm talking about. But yet, like the super dull, the dull crayons. Everybody's talking about 2019. Talking about 2020. Talking about 2021. We're the dullest out this there. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm saying. When you think about TV. And when you think about the saturation of the market, are you talking about things that nobody ever watched that never even made it to TV? Because when you're talking about the podcast market out there, it's fucking podcasts out there yeah. don't have a single listen. Yeah. Baby, we got listens. No, we listening. They we listening. got listens. You heard? If you're not listening, you're in the doghouse. No, you don't want that. Trust you're Odell me. Beckham. You're going to Cleveland. You're out. You're out in the cold I without agree. a coat. I agree. It's problematic. It's been real. So if you haven't figured it out yet, well, you're cozy right now because you're in the cram box. You're in the cram box. You're being comforted by Gabe Zuger, by Tony from the Bronx. Got you. Got you. Got you.
Got you good. And we're bringing you some comfort food tonight. We have for you snack bracket. We've got the cracker quadrant. It's looking good. Everybody's favorite, the cracker quadrant. Looking good. Quacker quadrant. This is the reigning quadrant. Yeah. And we got some hitters here plus a Cinderella. The champs came out of this quadrant last year. Upset, heartbreak kids. Plus, we got some news stories for you. We're going to do some education news. We're going to hit you with it hard. That's right. Okay. Giving you everything tonight except Llama Llama. And you know why. Woo-wee. Get those patrons up. We're going to get that Llama Llama. But let's talk about this Cracker Quadrant first. Okay? Because tonight we're going to do Ritz Crackers with bacon. Hmm. We're going to do Triscuits. All uh, kinds of Triscuits. All we, mess of Triscuits. Yep. We got two heavy-duty boxes here of different flavors. And then we've got Pocky who was a dark horse last year with their ghost pepper chip. Okay. So in a moment, Tony and I are going to come at you with the snack bracket. Uh, We're going to give you the rules again. We will remind you of what came out of the first quadrant, the Oreo quadrant with Diana. Uh, But before that, we're going to get a hornball on, no? Technology hornball. Yeah, we're going to... Some shit's gonna, gonna go down. We're gonna play a little, uh, a little pocket billiards. Yeah, eight ball corner pocket. Yeah, we're. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get, we're gonna get a little fresh for y'all out there. So, can I ask you a question though? Please. Technology in the classroom. Thoughts, specifically usage of iPads. What do you think? What do you think? Let me be honest with you. I have always been a little tech averse, as far as teaching. Okay. Now, I, it doesn't mean I don't use tech. I fucking love no, tech. classroom. But though. as far as classroom kids, teaching, kids. it's not It's not when I got my teaching degree, it wasn't what we were doing. Nope. So I didn't feel versed in it. The studies I've read haven't shown that there's anything about it that is necessary, beneficial. In fact, everything tells me that it's just a crutch. But you that, have been a part of classrooms that do use iPads. Absolutely. Okay, so you have absolutely. used it. Absolutely. Yeah. So you have you, used you, it. You're against it, but you've also tried it to see with time comes change, and I can try to adapt to this, and it just doesn't work. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Totally. Yep. Um, now, now, I'll be real for a moment before we get to this story. Yeah. I'll be real. Because we both have our feelings about this. I'll be real. And they're similar. If, if somebody bought me today a boombox... And a set of books on tape yep. or books on CD and a headphone splitter, right? A splitter jack. Yep. So I get two kids on it at once. Yep. That thing would get hours of use, hundreds of hours of use in my first week of having it. Okay. I have three iPads in my classroom right now. Three. How many kids? 23 kids. Woo! I have three iPads in my You're class right now. Eight kids. Rotation. Ask me how many hours I've used it this year. Yeah. Probably, Zero. Yeah. Nothing. I've never taken them out. Yeah. I hear you. I know that kids get addicted to the light. Yes. I know that it can be calming for them in that regard. Yep. And if I had hysterical kids that I thought would somehow benefit from it, more than they would benefit from the tactile experiences I'm giving them or whatever I'm doing to calm them. Uh, sure, I'd give it to them. But I know it'd be a fucking pacifier. 
it would not and I might as well give them a pacifier. There's They're no, four and five yeah, years old. No might good. as well give them a fucking pacifier or a bottle and just have them suck it down. No good. I agree. Then sit on an iPad. I agree. So that's my feel. But do you think that there's any positives? Maybe older children. Because we work with early ed. Do you think there's any sort of positives that can come from, let's say, I don't know, fifth, maybe sixth grade and upwards? With the use of iPads. Because, you know, majority of them probably have had experience with research and iPads. It's... Because it sounds like the article you're going to get It's a good question. It's something about research. It's a good question. Yeah. I think that if you're in fifth or sixth grade, you'd get more out of using a laptop... Okay. ...than you would out of using an iPad. Because if nothing else... I'd rather expose you to the keyboard. keyboard. Yep, I'm with you. So that you can at you. least be getting typing skills out of it while also benefiting from whatever research you're doing sure. for whatever project you're fulfilling. Whereas touching that blank screen. Yeah, no, it does no good. I know. With just thumbs or whatever you're doing, just index fingers. I don't know, but it's just not going to reinforce multiple skills. It's, okay. it's just going to be the one thing. So now you told me about this article and uh, it was very brief in a sense where you had given me a heading of, Hey, listen, some older kids using an iPad in the classroom and it goes wrong. What happened? Because we have our feelings as educators on what goes wrong and why it's bad for children. What went wrong here? It seems like a lot of things went wrong. Okay. It seems like, and I, I, I'm shocked, frankly, at how wrong this went. Because while I don't use iPads right now, I have used them in the classroom before. Sure. And I've seen good apps downloaded on them. I've seen bad apps downloaded on Absolutely. them. Absolutely. I have never, really, in my career before, seen just YouTube on an iPad in a classroom before. Mm. Well, which we know kids I, nowadays, that's that's their main right. consumption is just going on YouTube. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All ages. Which is why All unless – unless to me you're pacifying the kids with it, unless it's like a a, a, a reward experience or something, even that there's no bad. reason but to have justifying. it. Yeah. Because – right. And even then you, you could be curating it in some way. Of course. Right. For example, if you had Go Noodle on the iPad, you could then have – curated YouTube videos on your Go Noodle channel. True. There's there's other ways of yes. doing it that wouldn't just be yes. blanket YouTube. But for, correct. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Go Noodle is an interactive call and, kind of call and response type of situation where you play videos and you're doing exercises and some peaceful meditation, guided meditations to interactive exercises. Right. So he, he, Gabriel's right in a sense, but that's not what we're getting at here. It's not what we're getting at here. It may be a call and response, kind of, I guess, what, or kind uh, of a uh, yeah, what mimicking. What we're getting at is basically naked YouTube, which, I mean, hmm. these days is a bit like, I don't know. I, I mean, on its best days, it's like naked Pornhub. On its okay. worst days, it's like naked Nazi Germany. So, like... I don't see okay. how this could go any better than it did. Actually, I, I'm gonna yeah. take I'm gonna take the contrarian view here and say, thank God they were only watching porn. Oh, I mean, of course, there, there's a lot thank of other God worse shit. They were only watching porn. 
Yep. Do we do we know exactly what kind of well? Let's get into this. So this comes because from Cult of Mac. We we talked by the way about <laughs> us being kids and Robin Bird was inspiration for us. We've mentioned this in one of the prior episodes, but I really want to hear what kids nowadays, when given an iPad in the classroom and they're seeking porn as an option, what kind of porn are they going for? If 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 is if it like Game of Thrones like spoof? Like what what are they doing here? If they're me, they're watching uh just just clips from uh the movie Wild Things hey. over and over okay. again. Okay. Uh I don't know. But the Goonies, is... also known as the Poonies, and it's like sloth <laughs> like just going to town. Like what's happening here? This is cultofmac.com. iPads pulled from classroom after kids use them to watch porn. Students in California's Sonoma Valley. Sonoma. Beautiful Sonoma A lot of good Valley. red wine comes out of there. Yep. School district have had iPads pulled from their classroom. This follows several second graders. Second graders. How old is a second grader, Tony? Uh, last time I checked, seven, eight. Yeah. Reportedly using the tablets to access porn. Now, access is 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 a bad word here. I don't like that they said reportedly and i don't like that they said access porn it's more like stumbled upon i don't remember accessing poop jokes the first time that i used the internet in sixth grade i remember stumbling upon poop jokes and boy were they great i mean i i hear you according to a report searches for the word kissing on youtube see again access wrong word Stumbled upon, right word. So kissing? Kissing on YouTube prompted suggestions of other videos, which included sexually explicit content. These videos had been viewed by kids as young as eight. Prestwood Elementary School parents Katie Walker raised concerns during a parent-teacher conference. She also shared the issue on a private Facebook group for parents. Quote, we really like the school and our daughter's teacher... The only reason I posted what had happened online was to make other parents aware, Walker told the Sonoma Index Tribune. I wanted the open I wanted to open a dialogue with parents to get advice on how to get the ball rolling when it initially seemed like the school wasn't taking what happened seriously enough. Yeah, well the Sonoma Index Tribune also known as SIT. If you look sit up on YouTube, you probably mm-hmm. will get some dirty shit too. I bet. So I hear this. Yeah. And I have mixed feelings. I feel for the kids. They're curious. Children are naturally curious. We know this. So if they're typing kissing in and, you know, some of the recent searches or the top hits come up as, you know, kissing girls, girl on girl, whatever the hell it may be, animals kissing and subject. But I, 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 I can Where's see the this. porn in this? Though? I, but I can see this. It's so easy to me. It's so easy to me because it's not even first. It's not even first generation. It's not first step. It's going to be second. So, right. So, if you search kissing, and I'm just thinking like back into like my movie history or back into like my MTV history. Sure. If you search kissing, maybe the first hit is, I don't know, what's his name? Kissing Halle Berry at the Oscars. Okay. Great. It's a huge, huge thing. Then the next one is. Uh, Selma Hayek and Sarah Michelle Gellar kissing in Cruel Intentions. Possibly. So you click on the Cruel Intentions one. Now you've got some girl-on-girl kissing happening. There's like saliva in it. It was a really nasty, hot kiss back in the day. That one, 
now the suggested videos on the right column are coming up and now it's all girl on girl. Oh, you're listening. And now you're it's sucking. getting yeah, now we're getting to different places. Yeah, yeah. Now we're getting into Cruel Intentions 2, you're the done. unrated version. Yeah. Now we're getting in. into like now we're getting into fucking porkies. I mean, like it, it, it is such a slippery slope. The descent to go from five. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Listen. To go you're right. from kissing you're right. to any of these you, things. You make a valid point. Can I just show you show you something? I just put on YouTube kissing. And kissing booth, kissing on my tattoos was. Oh, kissing hand. booth is already a disaster. Yep. But if kissing, you even I hear you ride kissing, kissing booth. on my tattoos was the second top. Kissing on my tattoos. Third was kissing you. Fourth was kissing booth two trailer. So clearly, there's something that has something to do with promoting a film, documentary, movie, amateur flick, or something that's happening. And then the last one. Kissing kids? No, I'm not going to click that. No, we're not. But I'm just saying, those were the top five hits when I put in just simply kissing. Just kissing. So, look, this this school district, they're taking what they think are all the right precautions. They're, they're going to take Safari off these iPads. They're going to take YouTube Correct. off and add YouTube kids, which, again, should have been the case already. Why it wasn't yeah. is a mystery. Yeah. Um, but really, again, at the end of the day, I got a solution for you, Tony. Don't have iPads. I agree. Why were they on iPads to begin it, it's with? It's a luxury to if have. You, I mean, if you told me right. they were on iPads to research a book report, why are they on YouTube? They should be out there Don't playing Moncalo. Where's Moncalo? If they... If they were on there Notice to how be, he ignored me. I shut that the fuck down. If they were on if they were on the iPad to listen to a story, again, why were they on YouTube at all? I agree. Like, I there's agree. just there just ain't no reason. I'm not even a fan of this shit, but there's plenty of paid educational yes. apps. Yeah. Buy yeah. a fucking app. I agree. I agree. Don't even download YouTube kids. Because then you're still you're still trusting YouTube to 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 you know, censor that content. Correct. Fucking buy an app. Can I ask you a question about YouTube? And I don't Please. know this and you may not know the answer. When you're getting those hits... I probably like, don't, but I'll probably answer it But anyway. answer it so that you think you know it. When you type in kissing... You those, don't have to tell me that. Those top hits come up. Yeah. Is that like nationally? Is that regionally within the area? Like, it, like for instance, when I put in kissing, I gave you the responses. If our friend, you know, uh, uh, Wyatt from Wyoming were to put in kissing, would he right. get five different responses? Right. It's 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 definitely a part of an algorithm yeah. that I think that I think would take into account what I think it would take multiple things into account. I think the top things would be um, the number hits of hits videos. overall. Yeah, of course. Number of hits overall, but then I think the secondary factor would be trending. So so you could have a video that had the most hits all time for kissing. Yep. And then the second video, most all time for kissing, but the third one has more trending power than the second Got one. Got it. And Got they it. would flip. So then let's just so, stop. Let's just so, stop for a second. Yeah, please. Kissing booth, kissing on my tattoos, kissing you, kissing booth two trailer, and kissing kids are the top five hits. There. Right. Correct. That's fucking scary. Correct. Let me let me let me let me let me go to kissing on my tattoos for a second. Yeah. Because Do you have any tattoos by the I way? I saw I saw on um, second ignore on me. Graham the other day a very funny post. A very funny post. 
it's a it's a grandfather I think or a dad reading uh their their son their younger son's like uh video history or something reading reading their sorry, reading, I reading know their, exactly you know what you're reading talking their web about. history and hilarious. it's very funny it's very hilarious. funny takes about two minutes yeah takes about two minutes so good he's reading this web history boring it's boring it's boring and like the older sister is recording this. yes so the aunt is recording this he's reading it he's reading it he's reading it he gets to the last entry and the last entry is barbecue sauce on tits, tits. yeah and he starts cracking the <laughs> fuck up now what's funny to me about this isn't that the kid was searching for barbecue sauce on tits nope that's not even it it's that days later I was on another site, and there's barbecue sauce on tits. Huge. Barbecue sauce on tits. Trending. Is trending. Going and viral. I don't even know how this has happened. I know. I know. Listen, there's a new movie coming out, if you didn't know. It's a sequel to Blue Chips. It's called Blue Tits, and it's based off of blue cheese. Not barbecue, but blue cheese. And I'm telling you right now, it's the next big what thing. What the fuck? I mean, barbecue on tits. So many layers to it that I don't even. To what? The barbecue on tits, like nachos, or what? Are you, what are you thinking here? Well, I just don't even know. Are there? Are there more? My question Smoky, is: Smoky hickory. Are sweet. there more? Are there more barbecue on tits videos now because of the meme, or were there just already barbecue on tits videos? But they weren't. But now it's being. But they weren't trending. Yeah, until the yeah. meme. But now they're trending, so I'm seeing them more. Or I would. Or, I go with the mixture. A mixture. That's what I'm saying. There definitely I, were barbecue on tits videos out there. And and look, I am not. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pretend. I am not like. I'm not porn averse. It's not that I don't know what the trends are. Oh, sure. I fucking know what the trends sure. are. I know all the trends out there. Yep. This one. I hear you. I never saw coming. I know. I was not ready for it. I I don't even know if it is porn. I haven't seen the videos yet. I know. I'm I'm just like still Yeah. <sighs> the only disappointment I have is the fact that we have no snacks today with barbecue sauce. I was about to say, like, I'm still on the cracker quadrant. I'm still I'm still a white guy over here just amazed by the level of spice that a pocky can get on a chip, let alone you're talking about like Kansas level barbecue no. on a set of double D's. I don't even know. Uh, maybe I'm in the wrong podcast. All I know is that we could probably get a mean sauce together. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, we could we could do this. This is trending. Hit the fad, find it where it's at, buy low, sell high, and get in on it, and jump right out. The next best thing is going to come after this, and you know. Who knows what the hell it's gonna be? I'm not watching till it's Tabasco on tits. I swear to God, I'm Sriracha? not. Get those Scovilles up there. Get the Scoville units up okay. there. Sriracha. Nah, Sriracha's like. What if you're like cilantro or like, like fennel? I need garlic. I need like some heavy like Cumin. ghost pepper. Ghost I wanna, pepper. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I you have a little like, bit of a cut there, or like raw, oh. yeah, 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 something Ooh, like bad. That yeah, burn yeah, factor. Yeah. Something Apple cider vinegar on Stimulate yeah. that nipple. Yeah. I mean, this is, like... this is, yeah. But then you also have the idea, and we've talked about this before, and I know we need to wrap up in a little bit so we can have a snack bracket, but like the different types of nipples too. <laughs> so like the barbecue sauce and the different type. I mean, like National Geographic, Pigs in a Blanket, and there's right, a lot right, right. to go from here. Right, right. I'll you've leave got, you with that. You've but... got the inverted, you've got yeah, the hi-hat, you've got the lot. big... 
You've got the the fifty cent piece. I like how you called it inverted dime. as I as the kids in the Bronx knew it as indented. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we knew it as was. Oh yeah, indented nipples. Um, now, but yeah, now, now you're now you're bringing me back to being in in the the boys' bathroom in third grade and going and everybody going, who's got an innie? Who's got an Audi? Hey, listen, you do Doing that in third grade. The these kids are looking at porn in third grade. <laughs> So, you know what? <laughs> Time hasn't changed all that much, except we're just using interactive pads, tablets. Fair enough. Fair enough. Anonymity is key. Uh, we're about to do a snack bracket. Uh, for those of you that aren't aware, right now we have a, we have a, we have a, we have a champion, okay, who's in the final four already. A, a dark horse that was never meant to be there. That is Carrot Cake Oreo. Shocking. out of the Diana, Shocking. Dazzling Diana Oreo Quadrant. Today, Tony and I are going to imbibe of the Cracker Quad, a.k.a. the Quack Quad. Quack Quad. And joining us in this are Ritz bacon-flavored crackers going up against Pocky Wild Wild Ranch. Double Wild. Wild Wild Ranch. Must be a play on Wild Wild West. Right? I would hope so. I hope so. Cue the Will Smith song, okay. Wild Wild West. And on the other side of this quadrant are the Triscuits. Now, an executive decision was made because we did not want to see two Triscuits battling it out to go to the final, final four. four. Yep. So Triscuit on Triscuit action, okay? Triscuit on Triscuit crime here. We have, Tony, if you would... Yeah, we got one box that's Triscuits woven with quinoa seeds, basil, and garlic flavoring. Now, it's natural flavor with other natural flavors. Going against Triscuit woven with chia seeds, rosemary, and jalapeno. Now, I do want to note that with the Pockies, it's also noted that there's no artificial ingredients. But with the bacon Ritz, it's definitely artificially flavored. And there's a little bit of black pepper in there. Do you do you have a favorite going into this? Do you have a a, a go to that you think is gonna just completely take it out, or are you feeling like this is kind of a toss up? It's a toss up. Okay. My question mark tonight is, are the Ritz gonna bring it? Because they're the big question mark for me. Uh, if they have bacon flavor, they could go a long way. Now I, being a pescatarian, yeah. have checked the box. There's no bacon in it. Now, mind you, I would eat bacon you would do for the podcast. You would do that is that is a no-brainer. Yeah. If there's a snack out there that I think is capable of winning the bracket, and I don't put a snack up on the bracket that no. I don't think can win. I agree. I don't put suckers up. If there's one out there that I think can win and it's got chicken in it, I'm going to eat it. If there's one out there that's got beef in it and I think, damn, this is the one, I'm going to eat it. But as a man who's eaten pork grinds before— I know that most of them shits ain't nothing. Nah. They got nothing. So I'm just curious if you can imitate bacon flavor in a Ritz and still be a Ritz, which is already a powerful, powerful yeah, conveyance. I love me some Ritz. I'm going to dig you. So for me, they're they're in it to win it. Okay. They're in it to mess. Let's, let's really analyze before we dig in, okay? And it's a serious question. Forget flavor profiles. The idea of a circular Ritz cracker versus a uh, whole grain wheat square 
rather on the thicker side Triscuit cracker mm-hmm. versus kind of that triangular Dorito type shaped tortilla chip. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite type of cracker chip going into it? Well, I feel like I'm back in the classroom right now because, you know, we're doing geometry and, you know, this is all about, you know, circles and squares and triangles. What's the most yep. efficient shape? What has the most structure? Like, what's the most sound? And, I mean, for me, I think there's power to the Triscuit. And I'll, I'll tell you why. It's not so much the square shape as it is the woven wheat. I think there's strength. It's like a cable knit. And boy, it is tough. It gives you texture. Packs with power. It yep. gives you texture. It yep. hides flavor in yep. itself. I think that's why they've done okay. a, a smart job here. And I'm so excited yep. about these woven chia seeds, about these woven quinoa seeds, because they're they're hidden in it. They're not going to like sure. fall off of sure. it. It's not like bad dusting. They're in embedded in the framework sure. of the cracker. We also have that's great huge. duos within flavor of between right. basil and garlic or rosemary and jalapeno. absolutely yeah no i think i think you've come up with a a fantastic uh foursome here and i think that it's it's gonna be a fight great uh i i would not be surprised if you and i are sitting here debating between which triscuit we're gonna choose right i hear you absolutely as someone who loves ritz though I'm a little biased to it. I'm hoping that Ritz brings it. But I have a feeling that the Wild Wild Ranch is not going to live up to the Doritos hype. It's going to come down to Triscuits. And I I certainly hope that Diana and you put forth your best work to make sure that the final four is going to be fucking packed. Yeah. uh, It's going to be... This is... Look, for those of you that listened last year, and we we appreciate your, your continued support, last year's bracket was... I mean, I don't know what the first ever NCAA March Madness was like. I imagine it was a shit show. Oh, it was a shit I show. I imagine they had no idea what they were doing. Yeah. We had no idea what we were getting into with the first bracket. Oh, it was delightfully bracket, great and delicious, but it was a shit show. This bracket is pristine. Oh, there's we're, a vision. Like yeah. I said, yeah. we're not bringing in anybody that can't win it all. There, there are no jokers in this. No, no. These, but, yeah, these are all tough, tough competitors let's fucking do it here we go we are diving in to the packy and ritz cracker side of this matchup this is pocky wild wild ranch just be chewing right now and the ritz bacon cracker mm. now okay. i've got to say the ritz on the nose and this this might be the most aromatic of our quadrants in two years of doing this but the Ritz on the nose. Oh, yeah. It smells to me as a pescatarian exactly like bacon. Yeah. What does, does it smell it, like to you? No, it, I, it, it, it does. But that's not what you said. Oh, I smell bacon, but that doesn't mean I think that it's a delicious smell in bacon. No, but you said it smells like... A bacon strip? A bacon strip. <laughs> you know, like, like that pouch that you like, would give to dogs. Like right. You open it up like... Right. <gasps> Bacon, 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 yeah. Which yeah. is kind of like saying, like, we've figured out how to manufacture the fake Fli- smell yep. of bacon. Like, because yep. I don't know that that's what, I don't know that a bacon strip tastes like bacon. Like, it smells like it. Well, it smells like it, of course. Uh, and I'm sitting here, and I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, you can't see me, listeners, but I'm going to sit here, I'm going to lick the top of the Ritz. Yep. 
I didn't. I've never licked a bacon strip. Yeah, tastes just like it. Sure, but like I, I also question like why do we even do that? Why are we making bacon strips smell so much like bacon? A dog's America. nose, America, baby. A dog's nose is like seventy-five times as strong. Like yes. their sense of scent is seventy-five times strong as ours. Correct. Like you could make it smell like feces. Yeah. With a hint of bacon, and they'd still smell bacon. So, like, I don't even get why we're, like, overdoing it with the bacon strips. Like, I just, I, I don't know. Anyway, as far as these Ritz go, they smell exactly like bacon. What do they taste like? They taste like Ritz. Yeah. Plain Ritz. They taste like plain Ritz. Um, and with oh, a little bit of, like, a smokiness to it. Right. Nothing. And they advertise. They don't taste like bacon. And they advertise black pepper, and you can see black pepper in them. You can see flecks of black pepper in them. I, I get, you a get a little, little hint of it's it. It's nothing. I, mind you, I would, eat, I would eat them. I would gladly eat them. There's a little bit of an aftertaste that's not plain Ritz, like yeah. the buttery, plain, salty Ritz or unsalted yeah. ones. That would kind of be a little off-putting maybe after half of it, but it's not. If I bought bacon Ritz... I'm not getting bacon rich. Look, here's all I'm saying, and the reason they're in this uh, in this competition to begin with is, Ritz, just do your thing. Like, if you want this to be a cracker that we eat some cheese on, great. It's a cracker yeah. we eat some cheese on. Yeah. But it was already that when you didn't yeah, say there was bacon in it. Ritz better have my money. When you didn't. When you didn't claim they didn't bacon, they didn't do it. You. You were fine already. They didn't do it. Listen, Tony was already buying Ritz. I'm all over. I used to eat a sleeve as soon as I got home. Tony, Tony's, no. Tony's got Ritzes in different area codes. Okay, oh, no. that's my Ritz. He's doing it. Uh, but yeah, no. So okay, this is not so, this is not my Ritz. So onto the pocky. Yeah. By the way, speaking of pockies, can you just describe the bag for us? And I, I'm gonna here's the scrunchiness of the bag. So here it's live. Uh, What's on the bag? I, I love these guys. I love these guys. Yeah. So they they do a lot of art. They're very yeah. artisanal. So they've got a very accurate depiction of the chip. They've got a little dip on the side. And then they've got like sort of a little like graphic, like a little graffiti in the corner. I can recall on the ghost pepper one. Yep. I feel like there was like Montezuma or something, something there. They're a Texas like, brand. Yeah. yeah, but it was it was yeah. there was something like Aztec about of it. Of course, there was something like they very tribal. Yeah. This would appear to be uh, either Annie Oakley um, or some kind of conquistador mm -hmm. uh, yeah, emblazoned in the lower left corner I in agree. a in a like chalk outline. Yeah. Um, but I'm almost going with Annie Oakley. There's just something about the the neckerchief that they're wearing something that's there. that's striking me very feminine right now. And they're holding a lasso. Yeah, they've got some pretty offensive feathers in their in their. It's on the uh, back Stetson. too, just so you can see. Uh, so it would appear uh, on further inspection like there's a kilt or possibly a skirt. Again, very androgynous looking. Yeah. I couldn't tell you if it's a man or a woman. Yeah, it's. Probably troubling. Yeah, I think it's some sort to of to a like, lot of people. Yeah, it, it's not okay. <laughs> but I bet they would tell you hashtag Don't worry, be be pocky. Like yeah. Don't worry, be pocky. Like also, I look. We're we're in this we're in this place where we're always looking out. We're always like on the lookout for what's what's wrong. What's going to be offensive here? What's going to be offensive there? I, I I almost feel like they've they've tried to go and be very middle of the road in this yeah. depiction. Yeah, like. 
This character's not holding a gun. No. Can't no. even tell if it's a man or a woman. It's a lasso. Like, like yeah. you can't tell their color because they are literally an outline. They're a silhouette. Yeah. Like, there's so many things that are actually going right about this thing. And yet, at the same time, it's one of those things where, like, even if you're reading a book, even if you're reading a picture book to kids and all the characters are animals. Yeah. You know if they're white or black. Oh yeah, they managed to be even, safe, but also and fucked even up. Even though, yeah. even though Matt Groening will claim until his fucking Matt deathbed, Damon, Matt Damon, Matt, Matt Groening. Oh, Matt. Okay, Matt Groening yeah. will claim until yeah. his deathbed that he made that he made the Simpsons yellow because he didn't want them to be of any particular race. Not Asian. Yeah. Uh, Lenny is black. You, what about Apu? Uh, not Lenny. Wait, is it Mo? No, not Mo. Mo is no, the Mo, bartender. Mo is the bartender. But there's Lenny and. What about Carl? Lenny and Carl. Carl, Carl yeah, the, is black. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, Carl is black. Yeah. You made Carl black. It's just true. Why'd you do that? Because everybody else is white. That's why you did it. If I they're mean, yellow, they're white. We got it, Matt. I got it. Don't lie to us. No. No. Don't no. be fake. So I agree with you. And I mean, uh, this, I guess this Pocky demon on the front is clearly some white cowpoke. I think I think listen, I think the it's both, pretty weird. I think the both of us are gonna say that Pocky's wins. Um, but is it going to win by default? Like, do you think no. it's a strong contender? So here's, here's my thing. I want tasting notes. Uh, here are my tasting notes. I love their texture. I agree. It's I like think a it's, natural tortilla chip. I think chip. it's a great tortilla chip. Yeah. Is it like out of this world? No, it's a great tortilla chip. But I'm giving them the edge because this to me, and I'm not being facetious here, when they added the second wild... In Wild Wild Ranch, yeah, I get the second wild. But if it was just Wild Ranch, like, yeah, I get yeah, the second wild. Yeah, I taste ranch plus. Okay, if you put this to me, if you put this in a blind taste test between Cool Ranch and Wild Wild Ranch, I would know. I'm trusting. Yeah, I would know this was Wild Wild Ranch because to me, I get the artisanal taste at the yeah. end. Yeah, I'm getting a flare at the end. That I'm really appreciating. There's also a chip, so I'm not a chip it a difference too, win. though. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna depreciate Pocky by saying they win because Ritz didn't show up. No, no, no. no actually, they win because they they took it. Good. Okay. okay good. So good. we're gonna go. We're gonna go so into Ritz the, out. Pocky. Pocky is moving okay. on. Okay. We're gonna go to the Triscuits now. Again, this is are the these are new artisanal Triscuits. This is Triscuit with uh, woven in quinoa seeds. And basil and garlic flavor versus Triscuit woven with chia seeds, rosemary, and jalapeno flavor. Tony, where are you beginning with this one? Yeah, I mean, they both have, in my opinion, whether it's the quinoa seed or the chia seed, I still get the Triscuit. Absolutely. Do you get that too? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Definitely. Um, so for me, this is more about flavor I profile. Agree. I agree. Uh, the quinoa and the chia just, they don't come out. They're they're just in yeah. there. They're just in um, the mix. When I tried the basil and garlic, I got basil right off the bat. I did taste basil. And again, on the nose especially. Yes, like yeah. That's why I wanted to bring that up. Yeah. This is just very aromatic. Yeah. I got basil. The garlic was subtle. Um, as, you know, Tony from the Bronx, we put garlic in everything. Um, I Part of me wanted more garlic, and I didn't get that. I wasn't disappointed. I thought it was a good Triscuit. Okay. Um, comparing it to the rosemary and jalapeno, I wanted more jalapeno, 
and I didn't get that. I got kind of more of a rosemary and almost like a cheesiness mm-hmm. to it. Is that mm-hmm. is that what you took as well from that or? It's not. I'll be honest. It's okay. not what I took. Uh, I know that wife of the pod, Pauline, took the same cheesiness that you're speaking I got the, to. I got the cheesiness. And, and we're going to get to her notes uh, uh, following all of this. But I, I didn't take the cheesiness. For me... I got rosemary and jalapeno. You got the jalapeno. In a good balance. I did. I got I got jalapeno and Triscuit. Okay. Now I was looking for jalapeno, so yeah. that might have swayed me a little sure. bit. But like you're saying about the garlic and uh, the basil and garlic, there was no garlic in that whatsoever. I didn't get garlic. It yeah. was entirely basil. Yeah. Delicious, but entirely basil. Yeah, they both are solid. I thought I thought one was better than the other. Um, I mean, now not not to like draw you off on too much of a tangent, no. but like if you're making a gravy, Tony, like how much basil is going into the gravy? I mean, listen, basil. We're talking, uh, we're talking two or three little simple leaves that are going to be on there. I'm not going to put a lot. You're but how much garlic? A ton of garlic. Yeah, I, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, you're talking two or three little leaves of basil. Yeah, I know. We're talking I want, like I want more two garlic. or three bulbs of garlic. I agree with so you. So I'm agree. thinking this is just not I agree. Just not even in the mix. I, I think for that— For me, I got to go rosemary jalapeno. Yeah, and I think that for me, since they both taste like Triscuits, I got the basil, I got the cheesy— I, I enjoyed the rosemary and jalapeno— like I said, I got the cheesiness to it. I didn't get the jalapeno, but I got the rosemary. I preferred that taste over a basil taste. I wish I got more jalapeno, but they're going to go up against the Pockies, and we're going to battle it out between the two of them and figure out which one's going to advance. Yeah. But I think we both agree that the rosemary and jalapeno trump the basil and garlic. Absolutely. So rosemary and jalapeno advance, Pocky Wild Wild Ranch advance, more on the other side, Plus, notes from Wife of the Pod, you're with the Dolcrans. And this I know, his teeth is white as snow. What a gas it was. Walker every day into a shady place with a lip she said it You are back in the box with the boys, box with the boys, the dull box, and we are taking a mid-snack intermission to discuss uh, a big enough story, a big enough story that it made it all the way to the likes of ESPN.com. This uh, coming February 25th, last chance you coach, Jason Brown resigns after text exchange with player. Now... Hmm. Some context here. Uh, Tony from the Bronx, I put you, as I recall, onto Last Chance You. Is that correct? 
Absolutely. You put me on to Friday Night Tykes, an absolute all-time favorite in the Zuger household. But we put you on to Last Chance You. Yep. Terrific show. Yep. Terrific, terrific show. Yeah. Loved every minute of it. Yeah. This last season, okay, we went to a – the third season. Yeah. We went to a new team. Brand new team. Brand new, new team. New coach coming over. Brand new coach. Yeah. All new troubles, all new concerns. A team that had not had success for 30-plus years. And this coach, Jason Brown, he was something else. Yeah. Oakland guy – had a lot of thug to him, if I can say that. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. He was a really, a really twisted and strange character. Had a big fascination with Cadillacs, as I recall. Had yeah. like five <laughs> or six Cadillacs. Yeah. Was buying them over the phone. Cadillacs Just and sight Cataracts. Unseen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sight unseen. I know where this, that comes from. This guy. That's your storage wars. <laughs> this yeah. guy was interesting yeah to say the least yeah so how shocked are I mean, he you? became the star of that show absolutely that, the season for there was sure. yeah. no one else to watch yes. for they yeah. made the players yeah. a complete afterthought yes. he was the only reason to watch he was such a character correct so how shocked are you scale of one to ten or scale of one to not at all that he Resigns, aka was pushed out after one season of being on Last Chance You. I'll be nice. I guess a negative four. Okay, great. Uh, so yeah, let's get to the story then, because yeah. you don't even know the story whatsoever. I don't know the story, this but is I, not, this is not shocking to me. This is not we're what we're reported. About, we're talking about like this is Netflix news. Independence Community College. Yeah, exactly. Nobody cares. Se- lo- Nobody seasons, cares. He came unless in you're a Netflix fan, ruffling feathers, and yeah, I can okay. only imagine. So it's definitely a little bit of closet racists. For sure. Independence Community College football coach Jason Brown featured on season three of the popular Netflix series Last Chance You. I don't know how popular it is. That seems like editorializing. Resigned Sunday after allegedly telling a German player on the team, quote, German. I am your new Hitler. German. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So you read this and you're like, I need a little bit more context. Well, guess what? The context doesn't get much better. Brown posted his resignation letter Sunday night on Twitter, writing, It would be nearly impossible to stay here. He referred to a story last week in the Montgomery County Chronicle, which reported a text message exchange between Brown and freshman player Alexandros Alexiou, who had posted the text on social media. Referring to disciplinary points that Alexiou had accrued for missteps, Brown allegedly wrote, so these are now the text exchanges from Brown to this player, this freshman German player. Quote, 410 p.m. or 410 p.m. on field, you German fuck. You have 17 points toward your 25 points. You got an extra point for not hanging the lion poster as instructed. I'm your new Hitler figure out your life. Full stop. By the way, this is a football coach, a football player, yeah. Like, all right. Thank but you for the context of that. This is last chance, thank you. you. Thank you thank you for the context of that. So with that said, this is a football coach to a football player. Now, we have seen on camera NFL coaches berate yes, with every course. color of language yeah. adult NFL players 
on camera. And some physically shoving or yanking oh on the helmet. God. Yeah, of course. We of have course. seen adult coaches yeah. verbally berate yes. college players Correct. on sidelines, on camera. We have seen, we've watched Friday Night Tikes. Yes, there's a lot of We have of seen adult coaches yes. cursing at 12-year-olds. Yes. How does that rank for you compared to, again, and I want to read this. There's no punctuation here, so I'm just going to read it straight through. You got an extra point for not hanging the lion poster as instructed. I'm your new Hitler figure out your life. Brown also threatened to take away Alexiu's scholarship during the February 12th exchange. So, like... Mind you, this is a community college where kids are legitimately trying to make something out of a either a really bad situation where they were recruited for Division One schools and they messed up. They made a mistake in their life, whether it's drug-related, uh, physically, you know, creating crimes, whatever it may be, or just academic stuff. This particular person, we don't know the background. I don't know his context. And it does, and it doesn't, but it doesn't matter the context. It doesn't give the coach the right to take it to this place. Well, look, and that's and that's my thing is like, and this I is think, a guy who's an Oakland guy, right? Who's been surrounded by really lower income. That's that's my thing. Yeah, there's a that's lot of a lot of is, shit. Is, is, I, a lot I feel of shit. Like, and I feel like what's 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 frustrating to me about this is that at first blush, I'm sure people would kind of want to be like, okay, well, so what? All he said was like, I'm your Hitler. That's like saying I'm your president or that's like saying I'm your dictator or whatever. And like you could look, uh, Tony's giving me a face, but I'm just saying like. I hear you. I'm saying like I I'm hear saying you. Like, there are going to be some that make that case. Sure. But I think that when you take this further. And you, you even look, even I'm not saying you can ignore the context of Hitler and I'm not saying, look, it'd probably be even further different if this were, let's say, a Jewish football player and he said, I'm your Hitler. Yeah. I'm not saying better or worse. I agree. Different. But here's what I am saying is this is a German, I'm assuming German American, but maybe he's a full German student. I don't know. But the point is, is this is like saying I'm your Trujillo <laughs> to... A Dominican. Yeah. Like this is like saying yeah. yes. I'm your I'm your Gaddafi to a Libyan. Yeah. Like you're you're just naming the absolute most heinous figure yeah. in the history of this person's culture and you're choosing to don that thing. This would be like saying, I'm I am your Satan to uh, uh, an evangelical, yeah. To a Catholic, like no, I don't think that's how you're going to get the most out of somebody. No. I'm pretty sure in every context, that's how you're going to get fired. Here, here's where if you have no yeah. second thought to sending that text, and and I want you to go where you're going to go, but yeah, I'm going to go um, further next. Please go. No, I mean, listen, I'm I'm taking it out of the fact that the Hitler comment was even said for a quick second. And taking into a position of coach and athlete, right? And, Great, and that's that's where I'm gonna. Yeah, go. and that's that's important. No matter what level you're at, whether you're coaching little league or peewee, to Division One college to NFL or AFL or AF AAF, whatever the new one is, 
Um, what bothers me, it's what I said a few minutes ago, is that these are players that are really trying to make their situation better. Okay, and you have a coach now who's been um, put in the media via Netflix, who's gotten some publicity to be a very hard nosed, um, loud mouth kind of rah rah coach, but also can make a program from nothing to something. Um, You take on that mentor role, you take on that that advocate role and to even go to a point of saying Hitler to a German player erases all good that may have been done prior to this point. And I and and for me it's just we're both coaches. We 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 yep. run our sports camp, we coach during the year, we tutor, we mentor, we teach, but teaching is coaching. There are moments where you're in your classroom and you're putting down the whole theories and philosophies that you learned at Bank Street and all this other shit that you and I both have done and you're going more into a coaching philosophy and man and, and boosting confidence through through just one-on-one heart-to-hearts. And, and revving them up like you would do whether you're out in the field or not. Yet this guy took it to a point where he was challenging, yep. threatening, yep. And, and, and flexing. Yep. Where you coaches often cross lines where they push too hard because they're in a position of power. This is in a position of power. This is an ignorant, stupid, and 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 just. A, a, a person who's completely oblivious to what effect that comment could have on a player and 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 demolish yep. any good that had been like done you prior said, it to just them. tears it all down. And that's what hits me. I want to hear what you have to say on this. So I, I'm I'm going where you're going except further. I think that uh, I think that you're exactly right and just as I said before, we've seen this before from coaches. Yeah. Right. And we see this all the time from coaches about using profanity, about screaming, about getting physical but I think for me, what's coming at me the strongest, and you you said that this was a guy who could have the power to change this Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. This is a guy who's in the spotlight a little bit, so that's going to change things too. But for me, what all of this comes down to really is communication. Yes. And in this case, yeah. it's the method of communication. Yes. Because I think, for me, there's a very powerful and tangible difference between Tom Brady screaming at his offensive line in the Super Bowl during the sideline or a coach screaming at a quarterback uh, in the third quarter of a division game versus you texting. Yeah. And we talk about this all the time. You putting into writing. Paper trail. You putting into writing, making a paper trail, yeah. a an offensive comment. Absolutely. But also that distance. Yeah. Because with distance does create separation. Of course it does. So so for this student, for this young adult, he's looking at that text message miles away. Yeah. From a physical distance. And he's thinking, who the fuck am I talking to? What kind of fucking animal is on the other end of this phone that thinks they can text that? And so my my what I really want to get at here is the really, really powerful disconnect that our phones create yeah, and that, that this stuff creates because because Brown's not stupid. No. Coach Brown is no. not stupid. You know, Coach Brown, you know, I, I, I mean this in every way, shape, or form because I don't use this lightly. Coach Brown is a self-made man. Yeah. He came he from is. fucking slums. He, he worked his way up. Facts. And like we said, 
He's got a fleet of Cadillacs. Yeah. He's on fucking Netflix. He did the damn Dude, thing. He's coaching and a community college in the middle of nowhere, Kansas right Correct. now, making it relevant. Right. Correct. But, but what he did was absolutely foolish. And it's foolish in the same way that sending out a tweet that you delete later is foolish. But it's so easy at the time. Yeah. You convince yourself this is the right thing to say right now because this is how I'm feeling right now. I'm just going to share how I'm feeling right now. And he, being a hothead, sent this thing to a player yes, and acted like a hothead yeah. and, like you said, created a paper trail for himself. And if you, job. again, for me, for me, what this comes down to is like, for me, the most powerful message here is don't text your kids. No. Just don't. Don't text your students. Don't text your athletes. If you can't say it over the phone, like if you can't say the words out yeah. loud, because yeah. I can text anything I want. Sometimes I text things to my wife I wouldn't say out loud. Yep. I don't even have the words. Nope. Emojis don't I can't do even it. pronounce the words. I can write it, but I can't pronounce it. That's yeah. how fucking stupid I am. But like, if you can't say it out loud yeah. and look that person in the yeah. eye the next day, then like, don't even be saying it. No. I if agree. you have to hide behind the words, fuck those words. Find better words. Good luck, Jason he Brown. He fucked up. Good luck, Jason Brown. He fucked up big. Yeah. Yeah, I trust me, and he had a very successful season. He could have, yeah, really. You, Another one you up ahead, but out of this, there goes that. Like I'm saying, I, uh, we, we talk about this all the time. We talk about you're working with kids, and these are kids. Yes. They're, they're big kids, but they are kids. You're working with kids. You want to have witnesses. Yes. You want to have people on your side. You I mean, to, you want to protect yourself. The name of the show is Last Chance You, like you as a university. Right. This is like legitimately, these, the majority of these kids are not going to have another chance right. to make it to the NFL or even at a higher collegiate level. This is it for them. Like, this is it. And he signed up to support and help these kids getting to the place because he is good at what he does. But then he goes out and does this shit and he put himself above them. Yeah. That to me is not okay. And I'm glad that he's out. Oh no, he has to be. Yeah. I'm this glad is he's a complete out. failure. I'm glad. This is a complete yeah. failure. Yeah. It's not about you. It's about them. And you made it about punishing them and you made it about bullying. Sure. And you, you did it really wrong yep and and i mean there's also look we i i didn't even want to go there but let's do it just for the sake of doing it there's also a meat-headedness about it yeah that we know has always been in football football yeah of course that's the culture that we know has also been in um in a lot of like in in a lot of at-risk and impoverished communities which coach brown is coming from yes this sense of like again he's a self-made man i can do it i can make myself you got you got to make a choice you got to step up you got to do that but that's not necessarily what's speaking to kids right now no well it's also structured discipline and guidance is one thing but going out there and trying to relate to a german kid by saying hitler is another thing and that's not okay not okay i mean no he's a fucking idiot but I would also I, I would even but I'm 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 just saying I would even make the further argument that that we're moving away yes. from yes. the military aspects yes. of our community. True. 
right? I agree. I mean, Coach Coach Dungy taught us that like fucking 10 years ago already. Of course. That you don't have to curse at players to win a Super Bowl. That you can treat people with respect and, and still get the best out of them. So... Yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate I, you bringing this article because I had no clue. I had no clue of this. That's fucked. I'm I, sitting here thinking about this Pocky versus Trisket, and I'm thinking, damn, like, we we enjoy this show. We, we enjoy – I mean, you and I often will Google these players' names to see where they're at now. Oh, hells yeah. I want to know where and, Raleigh's at. Yeah, yeah, and, like, this, the coaches that are involved, the coaching Give me staff more helps where they end up going like i mean between the miami connect leaving listen getting to a community college after being in in a d1 school and fucking up is a low and there's rarely a chance that you can recover but if you're like the well-known program the best of the best in the juco's junior colleges out there you can rebrand you can get out there and they bring this guy on there because they know he's a hard-nosed guy, and they, he's we're going we're going to need that approach to a certain degree. But you have a balance; you're relatable. This is fucked, man. I mean, look, this I, is messed messed up. I think to bring it back to education briefly, and then we're going to go to these finals here. Uh, I, I think the there was also your, what you're bringing up too is there was a, a a strong suit in the first two seasons that followed. Yes. Um, East Mississippi. Correct. And and the strength there was less in the coach and more in what I've titled the Connie Britton character. She yeah. was the, You're she was the, the guidance like, counselor, student liaison student, yeah, yeah. counselor yeah. who was really in charge of just making sure that these students yes. went to class and passed their classes. Yes, both seasons, so that both they females. Could be, so that they could be eligible. Yes in order to make it back to D1 if they were going to transfer to D1. Correct. And and what I thought was powerful about that, beyond her being com- very compassionate, caring about her job, caring about these kids, loving these kids, what I thought was very impactful about that and what I took away was what a complete fucking failure we are Yep. as a system. Yeah, it's true. You're right. That these, again, they're kids, but they're also fully grown men. These are like... 20-year-olds, 19-year-olds who are going to class without pencils. Yep. Basics. Basics. Because they didn't – they just didn't get the support. Like we failed them in high school and in middle school to think that they would go to college and people would just do stuff for them. Basic creating a basic sentence. Somebody along the way – was doing stuff for them in high school. Yes. To the point where they gave up. Of course. Somebody passed them along in high school to the point where they went to D1 and they Bye bombed out. Yep. After freshman year. Yeah. And that's a failure not of them cuz again, I'm well, never going to blame the student. Well, I don't care if you're an 18-year-old student, especially if you're a fucking man. If you're an 18-year-old student and you're a man, to me, you're an 8-year-old student. You are. Because you're as stupid. You are. You're making the dumbass mistakes that an 8-year-old would make. But the system allowed it. And they, exactly. So we failed them. And, And so for me, the best thing about those first two seasons 
was just this woman getting these kids where they need to be. Because we always knew they were going to show up to practice. Yeah. We always knew they were going to show up on game day. Yep. We always knew they were going to make the sacks. They were going to get the interceptions. They were going to throw the touchdown passes because we know they're good. Yeah. That was never the question. No. Nope. The question is, you're going to pass your fucking classes. Are you going to show and we're up talking about with squeaking a pencil? By. Exactly. Are you going to show up with a pencil? Are you going to listen? Are you going to write your name at the top of the page and the date and get credit for this? Or are you not? Yeah. It's because I mean, if you're not, we're talking about turning in assignments to just to pass. Right. Creating basic sentence structure, syntax, and punctuation, and grammar, and all that. The stuff. bare yeah. minimum. Yeah. Just get it done. I know. Trust me. I the know. The bare minimum. It's, it's frustrating because, and I think. And I'm not saying that those assignments were the most important thing in the world. No. 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 no it's Actually, not that, not the, the most important thing for them was their football because that's going to be their career. Fine. That's their Fine. meal ticket. Fine. Yeah. But again, at some point, they needed to learn to write, and, and we failed them there. At some point, they needed to learn how to take responsibility. Yes. And we failed them there. I agree. So there was a there was a massive failure, and to your point, to then to then victimize them further. Yeah. By putting them in danger of being abused by the adults that are Absolutely. meant to support them, that are meant to foster their growth, is negligent on three degrees further. Well, listen, it goes back to the whole system talk, which I think leads to a another episode in the future where sure. we're going to discuss the fact that we have a system here that is fucked and nothing but failures are coming from it. Yeah. There's your little teaser, but I think it has to happen. Of course. And I think you know a lot of people in this world that are a part of different systems that all have led to failures. And it'd be really interesting to hear these different inputs about this. I mean, we've, we've talked about it and I'll, I'll tease it a little bit further, but when you, when you look at what is, when you look at education, which is itself a care field, yes. and if you speak to it in any other way, you're doing yourself a disservice because you're ignorant. It is a care field. And when you treat it as though it's a machine or data, or you treat it as though it's a corporation yep. or a job, you're an idiot. And you're, you're, right. you're, you're A, not meeting your clients who are the students, yeah. and B, you're going to beat your head against a wall because you're going to fail. You're going to fail and they're going to fail and everybody's going to look bad because you just can't treat it that way. And like you said, that's a part of system. Yep. It's part of looking at it like a system instead of treating it. Uh, I, I think my best word for it would be organically. I mean, you, you have to take it as it comes. Yes. And, well, and, and, and because you're getting such a range of learners and people in there and, they're not being addressed. Yeah. Nothing's being noted. Yeah. Nothing's being recognized. You're just going by a book. You're going to hear this a lot from me more in the future, listeners, and I appreciate you staying on the line to, to, to hear this, but you're going to hear from me a lot more about um, growth versus proficiency. Growth versus proficiency. This is going to be my new tagline. I'm going to hit you with it now a bunch of times, growth versus proficiency. This was the phrase brought up when Al Franken questioned Betsy DeVos, mm -hmm. Al Franken, who should still be in the Senate, as far as I'm concerned, I'm not afraid to say that. Uh, There's no reason for him to resign. He, don't get me wrong, he made a mistake, but he made a mea culpa for his mistake. And yeah. for that, he shouldn't have been hung out to dry, and he was one of the best ones on there. And he gave Betsy the best grilling anybody did. And Warren was there, and she gave her a good grilling too. 
but Al did it best, and Al got it. Al got it in a way that I've never seen a politician get it. He asked her, growth versus proficiency, what are you looking for? And I've got to tell you, I'm really sad about not only Betsy's answer, because she's an idiot, I don't care about her answer, but I'm sad about how many misguided individuals yep. in our education system get that answer well, wrong. Well, the state of our and education. we're yeah. going to be talking about that a lot more later. Right now, we got to get to the end of this uh, snack bracket and give you a winner. We are now down to the final two in the Quack Quad, the Pocky Wild Wild Ranch, and the Trisket Rosemary and Jalapeno with Chia Seeds. I think we got to take another dip. Let's do it. You ready to take another dip? Let's go. Okay. I got a little bit more flavor profile in the second round. How you feeling? I definitely, I was looking for the Parmesan that you noted in the Triscuit on this second go around. Yep. It's definitely there. Yeah. But I also still catch the jalapeno. And I caught and the I'm jalapeno this round too. It. I got it a little Excellent. bit. Excellent. I got a little bit. I'm still digging the Pocky and its artisanal ranch flavor. For me, and I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to be honest with you, and yeah. that's why I'm going to rely on you and wife of the pod to carry me through this one yep. because I may be just too biased and yep. I may be too close to it. But for me, I love seeing a Triscuit up there in the final four. To me, it means something that Triscuit, Fig, Fig and Honey won the last yep. season. The hell of a hitter. Um, and so for me, my pick is going to be and I love the jalapeno kick on this bad boy. I got to go with the jalapeno Triscuit. Okay. I hear you. You know, here's my take. I grew up a Cool Ranch Doritos, man. Okay. I mean, I'm talking a bag a week. Okay. Big hitter. And I have these Pockies. The bag is trying to resemble a little bit. Um, flavor profile, it's there. It's good. Um I enjoy it. I would eat more. The second go around with the Triscuit, I caught more jalapeno. It's still hugging me a little bit in such good ways. Um, I don't disagree with you. I do think that, for me, the Triscuit woven with chia seeds, rosemary, and jalapeno slightly edges the Pockies. I think it's the texture of the cracker, the wovenness of it. I think the rosemary is there. That Parmesan is there. Absolutely. But this go around, if I didn't get the jalapeno, it wasn't going to win for me. No. And I got it. Good. I got it. And and that's kind of that's kind of the gamble that you take too yeah. with, with many of these snacks is like on some you're going to get it, on some Absolutely. you're not going to get it. The dusting can be an issue and that's why... I was hoping the woven seeds were gonna were gonna really push something different with the Triscuit. Instead, we wound up getting the same old song. But I'm glad that the, the second go around, your dust. I'm with was, you. Was I'm with jalapeno you. enough I'm with you. that you were getting a fuller flavor, sort of yeah. a, a barrel proof flavor on it, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just appreciate the uniqueness to it. I, I think the pockies are good. I think they're trying to get off of a Cool Ranch Dorito. I think these rosemary and jalapeno triscuits, I'm sure there are other things that are rosemary and jalapeno or jalapeno base or just rosemary, but it's different. It's yeah. different. And I respect that. And I think, like you said, a triscuit's a heavy hitter. And yeah, I mean, we had the fig and honey last year and now triscuit's out in the final four. 
to see if it can become a reigning champ. Yeah. And, and, just to, and really just win to back give, to back. Just to give folks a sense, uh, since uh, wife of the pod, Pauline, was not called upon for any tiebreakers necessarily this round, she did rank Pocky as her number one. Just super edible, great chip, all-round ranch. She had the jalapeno Triscuit as the number two. She had the basil and garlic Triscuit, the number three. And unfortunately, you know, Bacon Ritz just didn't do it for any of us. She had that as the fourth for just not giving her any reason to eat a second or third one. She could see herself eating more of either of the Triscuits, but the Ritz just, meh, nothing there for her. So we've got we've got our, 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 our second going into the finals. And as you know, you get to make the call in the finals. You get to decide right into dullcrans at gmail.com. That's D-U-L-L-C-R-A-Y-O-N-S at gmail.com and cast your vote. If you are a Patreon supporter and we can verify support, that, support. you get twice as many votes. Spread you, the love. Your vote counts twice compared to everyone else's. All you have to be is a $1 supporter a month. If you want, you could be a dull, a dull dandelion at five dollars a month, but you don't have to be. There's more. Yeah. There's more prizes out there for you if you want to go higher up. You can get a shout out for three dollars a month. Get exclusive content at five. You get to pick your own segment at five dollars a month. That's not. I mean, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. Shit. I, I mean, I may do that. Everybody should be out there doing that. I don't let Tony pick any segment. I don't pick so shit. Are you kidding me? You better switch to a five. I'm lucky I even got to this trick. Yeah, you're on a low level right now. You better switch to a five, bad boy. Um, So come join us. Please write in. Please yeah. write in your vote. Even if you're not a supporter, write in your vote at dullcrans at gmail.com. We'll read them. We will count your vote. We read them. We read every email we get sent. Become a supporter. The more supporters we get, the more Llama Llama Red Pajama Freestyles you'll get from us. Absolutely. The more snack reports, the more the more content, baby. We love you. We appreciate your support. 2019. Live show coming up. Tony from the Bronx is going to be there. Hell yeah. Dazzling Diana is going to be there. Oh, it's going to be a packed house. It's going to be a wild ride. Oh, it's going to be real wild. Looking give me, give me some whiskey. Looking forward to it. All right. See you guys on the flippity. Thanks for joining. The Dull Crans is a free and independent podcast supported by listeners like you. To show us support and keep us free, stop by our Patreon page at patreon.com slash dullcrans and write into us at dullcrans at gmail.com. Along with our hosts for this episode, we'd like to thank Jesse Katz and Gwen Gallitzer for the theme music and Colin Matthews for the logo.